Bishop started last week a series, how can, uh, how you can be in the perfect will of God. How you can be in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. And our main scripture reading is Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that note, you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we're looking at the perfect will of God. And when Bishop was outlining this last week, laying a base which we'll call, uh, I'm going to build on today, I was saying that when you look at that verse, that verse shows you the three tiers of the will of God. The three tiers of the will of God. One is that it is the good will of God. Then it goes to become an acceptable will of God. Then it goes on to become the perfect will of God. So the question is, where are you in these three tiers? All right. Where are you in these three tiers of the will of God? So the perfect will of God uh, is the complete will of God, he said. And the mature will of God, the full uh, will of God. So if there's a full will of God, it means there's a half will of God. Isn't it, Bazalan? Logically, if someone says this thing is full, then it means that something else might be half and the other might be empty. All right. So he then spoke about the imperfect will of God. He says the imperfect will of God is what God allows men to do even though he is not his first choice. That God allows us to do certain things even though they are not our first choice. All right. So this is what is called uh, the imperfect will of God or what we refer to as the permissible will of God. The permissible will of God. So he permitted. It might not be his ideal. It is not what he, he wants. You might ask, Mudimu is all powerful. So why can't he make us all of us to live in his perfect will of God? Remember when he created you, he didn't create a robot. All right. He didn't create a robot. He gave you a will. All right. That's why you are a spirit man having a soul and living in a body. Part of your soul is your will. So he has granted you the will. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to uh, be in, in him to avail yourself uh, based on your will. That it is your choice. It is your choice. Hallelujah. So the perfect, the perfect will of God uh, a is that the perfect will of God is the place where God really wants us to be in. That is where he, the first choice, you know, the first choice where he could say uh, uh, unto us that he is pleased with us. What Bishop called the sweet spot. That you are in the sweet spot of God. You see, when you are in the sweet spot of God, you flow with God. You don't go contrary to what God wants. You flow with him. Hallelujah. You see, when, when you are there, God is excited about you. He is pleased. He's excited. When, you, when your name is mentioned, he jumps up and down. Yeah. Consider my servant Job, he says. 
Eh? Consider my servant Job, he says. Could he get excited? When he heard about Job, he gets excited. Eh? Consider David, when he, the description around David, it is said about David that he is a man after God's heart. Could you imagine Mariano about you? Eh? Horizontile is a woman after God's heart. Patrick is a man after God's heart. God, there's no shadow of doubt about where you stand. Are you with me, Bazalan? So this is what God says about his son, Jesus Christ. He says, this is my son in whom I am pleased. And he doesn't end there. He says, listen to him. So it means that when you please God, God causes people to listen to you. God causes people to cooperate with you when you are in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. In the perfect will of God, you are excellently positioned. signal. No, signal it like away. Because you are excellently positioned. You know, Obama Malinga was telling me about that, that point where if you move away just a little bit, by the time the plane or by the time the, uh, uh, the satellite goes, just by moving a bit, it comes off two-way. It goes on a tangent. You know, this week we just learned about a derailment of a, uh, of a train that had goods. They said that it lost about, um, what, 3,000 uh, uh, tons of coal. Just fell because it, it flipped Hanyan, it went off. So the question is, where are you? Are you perfectly positioned? In the will of God, you are perfectly meeting the needs for which God has designed you. Good, this is where you are a real masterpiece. Remember the masterpiece situation? That God created you as the masterpiece. So when you are in the perfect will of God, you are, real, you are a real masterpiece. No, you know, sometimes in Nalore, hey, Banaba, it's a blessing. Eh? Maron's or highway. Maron, keep, keep blessing. My blessing, I, I behave in a blessing way again. Sometimes we behave that way. Sometimes we are that way. But here, when you are in the perfect will of God, you are such that you are a real masterpiece. You are operating according to how you are designed. When we look at the imperfect will of God, we're speaking about the permissible will of God. It is a situation where God allows us because of our, our rebellion. You know, the Pharisees come to, come to Christ and ask him, why did Moses allow divorce? Christ turns around and says, because of your rebelliousness. You know, because of our rebelliousness then God allows us these things. Why? Because he doesn't want to destroy us. Eh? Why we are in the perfect will? Because we're rejecting God's original plan. We reject God's original plan. That there are plans that he puts in us. He says, I know the plans I have for you. So God has plans for us. But some of us, we operate Kaplan B, not Kaplan A. And I know, worst part, some of us are now Plan C and D. We moved from Plan A to D. And life, life happens. Life happens. 
But we should be able, Bazalan, to be striving towards uh, plan A. Hallelujah. When you are in the imperfect will of God, you are inappropriately positioned and also unqualified. No, hardly about the paper that you have, or only PhD or only degree. There are things that you are unqualified for. Lawyer now are born, I can't make them. Eh? I can't, I can't. I tried justifying singing. My pastor T tells me, ah, no, 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 no. Michelle, I just preach the weight. Yeah. I would go make an example that yeah, the examples that I like making, and, and I say to them, Mar, what about this person? What about that person? You know, I, I love you, ne? you are my husband, but please just preach the weight, teach the weight. That's what you are designed for. We will get support. There yeah, are those things where you, you are unqualified. Or even if you have this PhD, eh, or even if you have this master's in uh, uh, technology or whatever, but because you are not qualified to do those things, they are head knowledge. When they, be, when they bring the machines more popular, how you can't fix them. Even though you have this thing called a certificate, because you are unqualified. We know, Agarbazal. There are people who hold, hold positions, but it is you who are propping them up. Even though they have a, 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 a 15 degrees or 7 degrees, but it is you who's propping up these people. Why? Because they are not qualified in how they are designed. So therefore, they are un, in the uh, permissible will of God. So we have two examples there that Bishop gave, the example of Israel. Israel seeking a, a, to have a, a king. And, and Samuel is... is, 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 is um, he is kind of disturbed by this. And God says to him, no, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. Not only that, before even that time, they go on and ask Aaron. They ask Aaron. This is what sometimes you, uh, uh, people in the church do or the sheep do to you or the congregation. You cause the pastor to sin. They go to Aaron and they say to Aaron, please create, please build us a, a, a calf that we may worship. That's what sometimes we do. You drag a person This person who pulls it. Let a hard investigation. We, we, we come back to you and said, Maro, do you want to proceed? Oh yeah, now I want to proceed. I trust God. But how do you trust God on a broken foundation? Now, I was driving it home, Azalan. That's what we do sometimes. We drag things that don't want. God tells you, do not go into this business till no awana or mar, I trust God. How can, he just told you, don't go. Marwana, you want to go. You get into this deal, the next thing you are in debt. The partner has left you. The business partner has left you. And God had already spoken to you about it. So how then? Having understood the, this perfect will and this uh, permissible will or the imperfect will of God, how do we get to, get to know the, 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 the will of God, the perfect will of God? We'll run through a number of steps. I won't be able to can finish them. It's a series, Bazalan. Just tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's a series. Bishop started it. Pastor Peter is continuing. 
Bishop will finish it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Number one, looking at the steps. Number one, the word of God is the will of God. This is where Bishop started. The word of God is the will of God. So I'm going to expand and, and, and proceed to the, the second and the third point. The word of God is the will of God. The word of God, it is the standard. Eh? It is the standard of truth. Get that. It is a standard of truth. It's a parameter. It's a measurement of truth. All right. This is what Jesus says about uh, 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 the word of God. He says, sanctify them by the truth. John 17, verse 17. Your word is truth. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So, what is it that will cause us to know that you are sanctified? Or, or what is it that will cause you to be sanctified? It is, it is the truth of God. And what is the truth of God? The truth of God is the word of God. So, the question is, if I want to know the will of God, I need to know the word. I need to live by the word. Are you with me, Bazalan? So, it is a standard, it's a parameter. Psalms 119 verse 130 says, The entrance of your word gives light. The entrance of the word gives light. So we are talking about it as a standard of truth. So when the word comes in, it does not bring darkness. If the word that you have received brings darkness, it's not the word of God. It is meant to bring illumination. It's like a candle in, in a dark place. Even a tiny one, when it, when it comes, it just makes the, the room bright. Or it makes you see. It makes you, uh, 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 it brings about vision. And I like the second part. It says, and it gives understanding to the simple. You see, to us who are simple, the word of God is what we lean on. Because without the word of God, without Without the word, give me. Give me bad. I, 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 lose, I lose direction. Why? Because it is, it is bringing light. It is bringing illumination. It is bringing vision. So the word that you have, whatever what that person says, it is the word of God. If it brings darkness, just now move away. Move away. Just move away. Hallelujah. So therefore, if, it's, if it's a, it's, 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 it brings light, if it's a standard of truth, therefore we need to do the word. Let us be doers of the word. Why? Because it's a mirror of life. It's a mirror of life. You see, I like the way Peter puts it. Peter Paul, Apostle Peter puts it this way. He says, we have all that we need for life and godliness. I like putting it this way. We have all that we need to do life. And to live godly. That is how I paraphrase it. So where is it? It is in the word. So we need to do that. See, when you read James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25, it tells you about a man who comes and looks himself in the mirror. And he walks away. As he walks away, he forgets who he is. Why? Because he is not practicing the word. We need to learn to practice the word, Bazalani. There is nothing like instant things. God works in the process. Yeah? Only instant coffee is there. 
All of these other things, they need to practice. It is very interesting that we speak that practice makes perfect men. When it comes to the word of God, we don't seem to be doing that. So let us learn to do the word. Hallelujah. See, when we live, when we live by the, uh, by the word of God, we live a quality life. When we live by the word of God, we live a quality life. No, let us not mix quality and quantity. You know, you can be rich and live a disqualified life or an unqualified life or a life that is not at peace at all. A life of turmoil. And you can be poor and live a quality life. Why? Because you, you have given yourself over to the Lord. You live according to the word of God. That even when the storms of life comes and it seems to be from the outside, it seems like they are parading you. From the inside, there is the stillness and the peace of God. There is fulfillment. You are fulfilled. You are fulfilled. You are living according to your purpose. That even when the purpose brings in material things, you are not bothered. You are not rattled. You are not... You are... You are I don't know in English. You sleep, they sleep. Or you, you, you sleep a deep sleep. Are you with me, Bazalan? Because you live a quality life. Let us strive to live according to the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. The second step that will help us is to listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. Listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. So there's two things there. There's the Holy Spirit and there's, there's the Spirit. Okay? When we, speak, when we refer to the, the Spirit, we refer, we're referring to your inner man. We are referring to your human spirit. Remember, you are a spirit being having a soul and living in a body. Alright? The first thing that you are is that you are a spirit being. So you have your human spirit. And when God comes in, um, and God comes in, when we read, uh, I think it's um, Proverbs 20, verse 27, it says that the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's innermost being. Now, in the King James Version, this is what uh, the version that Bishop likes on this verse. He says, the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, setting all inward parts of the belly. Searching all in what's part of the belly. So it is the candle of the Lord. It is God who, it is not your candle. It is God who has put you and given you the spirit. Yeah. One of the things that makes us to long for God is because of the spirit in us. Our inner spirit. David says, even though I go even to Shul, or I go under the sea, or I go into the sky, you are there. Why? Because the presence of the human spirit, which is the candle of the light, is there. So we need to learn to listen. We need to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to our spirit. Hallelujah. As he listens to our, to our spirit. Let's read uh, Romans chapter uh, uh, 8, verses 16. It says, the spirit himself testify with the spirit, with our spirit, that we are God's children. The Spirit himself, that is the Holy Spirit, testify with our human spirit that we are God's children. 
that we are God's children. So when you get up, when you get born again, which is when this uh, this thing starts, where the Holy Spirit begins. All right. Before you get born again, the Holy Spirit will will have mercy work, works around with mercy on your life, lead you somehow. But when you get born again, He then comes in into your life. He bears witness. Another version says, He bears witness with our spirit that we are born again. Something changes. You might not prove it. It might not be materially, uh, you might not have had thunder or lightning or like Paul. No. Something, but you realize that something has shifted. Something has shifted. The atmosphere or how you live. You know, to other people, it's so radical that they even have an immediate breakup with things in their lives. When they were drug addicted, they, 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 they all of a sudden don't stop uh, taking drugs. You know, there's a guy in our church who says he came to 7 o'clock service. You know why? Because not to night something. How to go night something, I high, about to sound. Then he came into the yard. He came, he sat there at the back, drunk. And the Holy Spirit hit him, bah, through the power of the word. All right. And he became sober. He found himself here. So sometimes it happens. But if you ask him what happened, I don't know. But something happened. All right. I don't know. Some of us, that's how, that's how we got saved. You, you didn't know how you were, we went up, but something caused you to go up. It is the Holy Spirit working in you. But after that, he then gives you that assurance. I know that some of us, we get to a state where we doubt. Why? Because our flesh and our soul speaks more than our spirit. But we know something. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. This is not supposed to happen. Something inside me tells me I'm not supposed to be getting into this relationship with this guy. Eh? Or something tells me that I should not be uh, uh, accepting this, 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 this um, uh, uh, job offer. Or something tells you that you are not supposed to be taking that direction. But what do we do sometimes? We convince ourselves. Or no, coast Italy. Coast to Italy, man. Yeah. I can see this, I can see this. Hunger guy tola top offer. I give bona man Mercedes German machine coming in. I'm convinced. Or no, I can pay off my debt. Mother, there's something in here tells you. It tells you that it's witnessing with you. Or don't take it. It is what is referred to as the inner testimony of the spirit. The inner testimony of the spirit. And it refers to being convinced of something in your conscience. So if you are, not, if, if you are convinced of the truth of Christ, it, because, it is because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your inner man. Hallelujah. Amen. The second thing, why is it like that? It's because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Okay, he bears witness. He testifies with our spirit. Why? Because he is with us. He dwells in us. Listen to how uh, the, the, the Apostle John puts it. He says, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives in you and, uh, and you will be in you and he will be in you. 
So the reason why we are able to be so convinced, even when evidence is not there, even in the absence of evidence, is because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. He dwells in us. Bazalani, it does not dwell in everyone. And Bazalani, be careful. Be careful because other people will come and deceive you or no. You need to go do something because of the Holy Spirit. Remember what I said. If it does not bring light, it is not of the word of God. And if it's not of the word of God, it cannot be of the Holy Spirit. You need to go this way. Now, before you go that way, consult the word of God, the standard of truth. And also, what is the Holy Spirit saying in you? Is he testifying that it is him who is saying you need to go do that or it is someone else? What hole are you? He guides us. The first thing that he dwells in us, secondly, he guides us to all truths, the, the word of God says. John 16, 13 and 26. He teaches us. Verse 26. He teaches us of all things. The Holy Spirit is there to teach you. There are times where you not know what to do. But you, because you avail yourself, he is able to guide you. Yes, sir. Amen. Some of the things that pastors do is not because they are brilliant, they are excellent, they are wise and all that. It's because they have been taught. It's because they are guided. Some of the, sometimes, you know, the, the anointing comes and you are able to then give an advice. You are able to can assist someone. All of them, three days, three weeks down the line, forgot. Because at that point in time, it was the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But it is not, it is not a preview of Barut. Or the apostles, or the bishops, or uh, the archbishops. It is for all of us. The Bible says that he teaches. It doesn't say he teaches pastors and what. He says he teaches. In the Old Testament, yes. He was the preserve of the judges, of the kings, of the priests, of the prophets. But in the New Testament, in the dispensation of grace, all of us, say all of us, are taught by the Holy Spirit. But you see, Bazalan, we need to learn to discern. Yes. Separate that which is of darkness. Yes. As I said before, not everything that is supernatural is of God. Yes. Therefore, we need to learn to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to listen to the nudging to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he nudges you. Sometimes he prompts you to do certain things. And he does it through your spirit. Pizzo, go and give. No, 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 no. He nudges. Or you want the lightning. You want the lightning? No, 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 no. He just nudges you. 
He just nudges you. So we need to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to our, our spirit. Hallelujah, Bazalan. But note, Bazalan, key therefore, it is to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You see, for you to know someone, you need to spend time with them. You need to have a relationship with them. Again, you know your children because you spend time, you have a relationship. Not because you are in denial, but because you know the person. Those Baba Gomaratong is because Baba Gomaratong because they have developed a relationship, isn't it? So, Leruna, that's what we need to do. We need to develop the relationship with the Holy Spirit so that He moves with us, we flow with Him. All right. I can hear someone say, Bamrut, where is it in the Bible that I need to d- develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Let's look at this verse that we normally pray upon our lives and we don't pay attention to it. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the note, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. That communion, the communion speaks about a relationship. You are in communion. You are in the same level, same, same, same wavelength, not same level, same wavelength. You are in the same page as the Americans would say. Are you with me, Bazalan? The other one is Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, you know, many times these are verses that Rano, what conclude, Paul is concluding, or Paul is just greeting. It is in that greeting that you see the relationship that he has with the Holy Spirit. One, he says, in communion with the Holy Spirit. The second thing is that in, 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 in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That's why he was able to can say, I tried to go to this place, but the Spirit would not let me. And all of a sudden, I turn and I hear a voice coming from Macedonia that says, come and help us. It is the Holy Spirit that reveals these things. Are you with me, Bezalan? So we develop a relationship. We develop a relationship. When we develop the relationship, the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit, which in turn speaks to our mind. The Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit, our human spirit, our inner man, who then in turn speaks to our minds. That's why sometimes you find that they'll tell you that the head needs to be aligned with the heart. If it's not aligned, there's a disequilibrium. You are troubled, we sometimes say. I like it because Why? Because you are not aligned. You, you see that. No, rationally it makes sense. But my heart does not agree. My conscience does not agree. It speaks to our spirit. So because the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit and our spirit speaks to our minds, we need to learn, therefore, to instantly obey our human spirit. We need to learn to obey, instantly obey our human spirit. Why? Because if you try and rationalize it over time, you get to an analysis paralysis, you end up not doing it. You find justification. You find justification. You know, it happens, it happens in little things. So a brother comes to me on Friday and says, Murud, you know what, I need help. 
I need help. I'm going to be so like a stabulul. I get cases of lace. If I take some robber. You know, some, he calls me, I think it was no, on a Thursday. He calls me on a Thursday and says, look, you know what, I'm running out of, I'm out of cash and I need to pay for transporting one. It is someone that I know who is not fleecing me. It's a brother that I know. You know, so I look at my budget, and now I trade off. If I give this brother, yeah, if I give this brother, then I can't go to this place and that place because I'll run out of tra- petrol. If I give this brother, there's something that says, I'm excited. I'll be helping the brother. So because I didn't act instantly, I said, no, no, look, look I don't have money enough. Then now my budget is too tight. I'll want next week. The Holy Spirit comes and says, but why don't you trust me? Why don't you trust me? Now, because I, I debated. But by the time the, 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 the guy uh, drops the phone, there was a debate. But because I didn't instantly listen. I didn't instantly listen. We need to learn to listen, Bazalan. This is where sometimes reason or rationality tends to fight with our conscience. Because I get reason is logic. One plus one is two. No, but sometimes one plus one is not two, it's one. According to the, the word of God. One plus one is one. That's why the Bible says when the two get married, they are no longer, uh, they, are not, they are not two, but one. I'm not saying we should not think. There are, there are places to think there's rationality that takes place. There's reasoning that takes place. But there are, especially in the point where the Holy Spirit, you are convinced. The Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. Don't you pay that, that the mind listen to the spirit. Hallelujah. So what is it that we speak about when we speak about the inner, uh, uh, the, the human spirit? We're speaking about, Bazalani, your your intuition. We're speaking about your conscience. When the Holy Spirit comes and nudges you, he speaks to your intuition that things that you are able to can read even if there are no evidence. Even if there, 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 there's turmoil around, but you are able to can say, look, even in the mist, I hear the Spirit saying, it is our conscience, sometimes our conscience clears. Even when you have given and you know that I don't have, but your conscience is clear. It is settled. It is settled. And when it is settled, you are able to move and live a, a fulfilled life, a quality life. Not because you, you know, you can be a hoarder ne, and, and be an unhappy, an unhappy person. No, I'm not saying we should not be reasonable. I'm not saying we should not save. I'm not saying we should not do the right things. But there are instances in our lives, eternally, when you help, that when, when, even when you see that, look, you know, help here, uh, 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 it might be misinterpreted. But you help anyway. Why? Because it is in, it impressed in your heart. Sometimes it's about witnessing, telling someone about Jesus Christ. No, it does not need a sermon of 45 minutes. 
It only three, three minutes or two minutes of you getting to encounter with a teller, wago spa, or wago checkers, or wago pick and pay. Uh, and you tell the person that God loves you. And he wants you to have a good day. And he wants you to be saved. It, you know, it is done. The Holy Spirit works with that. But he speaks to you sometimes. Oh, oh, Some of us, we get troubled. Why don't I announcement take care of your belongings in the church? Again. Now, because we know God deals with Lisa, everything and everyone, anyone and everyone to come in, and he deals with them as they try and reach out for your purse. So your conscience, so we need to learn to listen, Mazalan. So let's just go back and look a note. One, we spoke about the word of God. That it is through the word of God that we learn the perfect will of God. Why? Because the word of God, it is the standard of truth. Secondly, we learn, as we conclude, that we learn that in this year, we are able to can do the will of God. Because the perfect will of God, because of the Holy Spirit who bears witness to our spirit. And therefore, we need to listen to our, uh, to our spirit man. Our spirit man is able to can help us understand Help us be in line with the Holy Spirit because he is the candle. He is the candle that God has put in us that we may be able. But one thing that will help us is to learn to receive the Holy Spirit, have a relationship with him. Why? Because he, he dwells in us. He is there to teach us. He is there to guide us. And therefore we need to learn to trust him. So, but the question is, how do I receive him? How do I receive him? No, Bazalanda, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit without receiving Jesus Christ. It all starts with you receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then you build on it. You build on it on the standard of truth, which is the word of God. We build on it in terms of obeying and doing the word. When you do the word, the Holy Spirit continues to work in you. Why? Because when you receive the Lord as your Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it begins there. He enters you. He dwells in you and begins to work in you. He does not work from the outside in. He works from the inside out. He works out from the inside out. So we need to learn to listen to, to the word of God. So I hope that as we proceed, the bishop will be able to cover the other points in the coming weeks. And one of the points that, he, that is there, it is, does what we do glorify God? Does what we do glorify God? But we cannot cover it here. I hope the bishop will cover it later. So with our eyes closed and our head bowed, Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. Your word is real, O oh God. Your word is leading us, O oh God, to the light. It brings an understanding to you, us who are simple, O oh God. We are thankful for the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. Him who is able to can lead us. Him who is able to can teach us. Him who is able to can guide us. That we may continue to be in you. To remain in you, O God. Because you said you are the vine and we are the branches, O God. 
So Lord, with the Holy Spirit, we remain engrafted in you. Through your word, we remain engrafted in you. Help us to live a perfect, in your perfect will, O oh God, that we may be able to be in your sweet spot, that we may be able to live according to how you have designed us, O oh God. Oh, we God, we pray in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you are with us, O oh God, that you are guiding us and leading us through your way, O oh God. We are grateful, Lord, in the name of Jesus.